Get to Old Navy today. All tees, all shorts, and all dresses are on sale now for 50% off. That's right. Get 50% off all tees, 50% off all shorts, and 50% off all dresses. Get the styles you want most right now with shorts from just $12 for adults, $8 for kids. Tees start at just $7 for adults, $6 for kids. Don't miss out. Hurry into Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 619 to 626. Excludes in-store clearance, active, licensed, men's packaged, flag styles. Welcome to the Masogi Method with work happiness expert Jody B. Miller. Each week, Jody interviews amazing people who have broken through huge barriers to achieve meaning, success, and happiness in their lives. For each of us, the path to lasting happiness has always been there, but it may take a Masogi to get you on it. Here's your host, Jody B. Miller. Welcome to the Misogi Method, breaking through barriers to achieve meaning, success, and happiness that lasts. I'm your host, Jody B. Miller. It is with great admiration that I welcome Andre Barbieri. He is a world-ranked triathlete. Andre, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jody. Thanks for having me. So excited. I, I love seeing you around Santa Barbara working out all the time. Um, a triathlete is such an amazing feat to even complete one, but you have a special condition that makes you either have to work harder or appreciate the experience even more. Maybe you could tell our listeners about how you came to be a triathlete in the Paralympics. Uh, yes, it all, um, I actually became a triathlete after I had a pretty bad accident snowboarding. This was 2011. I went on a snowboard trip with my brother, and on the very first run, on the first day of a three-day weekend, something caught my rail, and I lost control. Then I went straight to a wooden fence and hit my femur, so I shattered my leg. And right there, I started a process to save my life, and eventually, five days later, they had to amputate my leg above the knee. So... Were they keeping you apprised of that, that that would happen? Did they try and save it? Did you, did you want them to do whatever they could? I and mean, how did that whole emotional process happen for you? So, yeah, for, it was a total of five, four surgeries, and they tried saving the leg, but the, the nerves were affected, so I, I didn't have any feel from the knee down. And we all weighed our options. I... I had the chance of keeping the leg, but honestly, it's a leg that would not really work. So we decided, I, and I knew what was going on. I'm a, my background in, in Brazil, I'm a physical therapist. Oh, that's so, wonderful. Yeah, I knew exactly what was going on. And the doctor was going around and, and then I asked him the question, what if we just uh, amputate my leg? And then that's exactly what he wanted to, to get. And so, yeah, it was, it was a tough decision, but I remember just asking him if I would be able to surf, you know, with a prosthetic leg or something. And then he said, yes, absolutely. And then I just, I was high on drugs and I just said, yeah, let's, let's just chop this leg off and oh, carry on. <laughs> oh my, Andre, you always have such a good attitude. Every time I see you, big <laughs> smile, it's just so uplifting. Um, didn't you have a b bit of a knee issue on that leg previously? Uh, yes, that was, uh, you know, before the, 
Florida accident, I had been through hell with this condition called plantar fasciitis. Oh, yes. Uh, and that started from uh, an injured knee on a surf trip. I started limping really bad and then hurt my heels, which was the plantar fasciitis. It, it just got so bad to a point where we, we went to the other foot. I, was, I just couldn't walk anymore. I had to not work anymore. I, I couldn't do any sports, any surf. I was getting quite depressed. So when I was finally recovering and uh, able to surf again, it was my first time snowboarding again. That, that's when the accident happened. And I actually got rid of the knee that I had problems with. So uh, it was a blessing. <laughs> in a way, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Isn't it funny how life takes us in directions and when we look back, we say, wow, that actually was a good thing a blessing and has taken taken you to a whole new level in your athletic career, as well as probably your outlook on life. Uh, for sure. I'm so grateful. And uh, it, it took me a while to realize that it was actually a blessing. You know, it's, of course, you're sad and a lot of people suffer at the moment. But if I had to do it all over again, I would definitely do it because it brought me so, so much happiness. Yeah. Uh, I can tell, like I said, every time I see you, it's just, it's so, you're so joyful. How, throughout the whole process, Andre, how did your community support you? How, how did that help you in your recovery? Oh, that was a huge help. You know, with my positive look on life, plus the help of the community, not only here in Santa Barbara, but also my hometown community in Brazil and my family. They all, everyone got together. They, they had multiple fundraisers to help me with the bills. And it was just, uh, I get so much inspiration from, from those moments. I, it, it's stuff I'll never forget. And I'll be forever grateful to everyone, to people I don't even know, and also to everyone in the community. I, uh, I feel like I am super blessed. Oh, I love that. And it, I can, I can feel that warm feeling. I know what that's like. And, you know, the whole idea, one of the elements of, of a Masogi and the whole idea of this Masogi radio show is really redefining what is possible for you and getting to that point of happiness at last. And, and I wonder if you ever think back, had this not happened and you had to deal with this knee and you weren't able to walk, I mean, and you were kind of depressed, where would that have led you to just constant trying to fix it versus now you're probably using the most advanced devices. Like what are you using for surfing and what are you using for your triathlete pieces of that, of uh, that adventure? Well, it's uh, when it comes to prosthetics and stuff it all, it gets complicated because they're all expensive. And, but I'm, I'm just super lucky to have the sponsors I have. And what I, what I'm lacking right now, is just time and to do everything I want to. Because you got to focus more in some aspects of your athletics. And uh, at this time, I haven't been able to surf with a prosthetic leg yet because I, I, I just don't have the time to, uh, to do that right now. So what I'm doing is I've been surfing, I call it dog style because I'm just using my hands where my front foot would go on the board. Ah. So it, it works. And I've also been... Uh, kneeboarding where you kneel on your surfboard and uh, that's a new thing for me oh that's fun um, it's really fun I'm just you know my whole I, I just feel so blessed that I'm alive 
the, every everything I do from here on out is just uh, it's extra. I'm lived on borrowed. I'm living now on borrowed time, and I know that. So every day is a blessing, you know. To to see the amount of suffering I caused in my parents and my my then girlfriend, now wife, and all my friends, and I, you know, I I don't ever want to do that again. So I just I'm just super happy that I'm here and making the most out of it. You're such an inspiration to everyone you meet. I, I see it mm. when I've seen you in town. Um, so as you started recovering and realized, okay, I have a new life and a, a new approach and I need to adapt to this, you still wanted to stay within the sporting world. So how, how did that push you more toward the Paralympic Games and what got you going in that direction? So right, right when I had my accident, I, uh, it was tough times back then, but I, uh, I knew that the, the sooner I accepted my problem, the easier it would be to deal with it. And, and that's what I did in time. And I also, I decided to uh, transform that injury into my advantage. And that, that's what I tried to do. And uh, I, I set out, I first used surfing. Of course, there's always surf involved. That was my therapy to heal and also physical therapy. And it was good for my, my mind and my body and my soul. And just started swimming a lot just to be fit for surfing. And I luckily, luckily connected with the University of Loma Linda. And they ended up being my main sponsors. So on the same year I had an accident, I participated in a triathlon with them as a part of our relay team where I did the swim, someone else did the bike, someone else did the runs. And that, that was in San Diego, and I, I did really well on that swim. Things just escalated from there because, you know, I've always run and biked before the accident, but never, never to the level that I'm at today. And, you know, I always wanted one of those super badass bikes, carbon fiber and all the all the pro stuff, but I never wanted to spend the money because I was already spending a lot of money with surfing as is. And then uh, Loma Linda, they're, they're, they're called Team Possibilities. They offered me a bike. And they, I think, uh, they were the ones that mentioned, uh, would you be interested in doing a triathlon? And then I thought about it and I, I, I thought, well, I don't have a knee anymore. My knee that was bothering me is gone. And if I have a chance to, I have a bike now. Eventually, I can get a running leg. Yeah, I can do a triathlon in time. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and but at the same time, we we found out that tri- para triathlon was gonna uh, make its debut for the. It was the first time they were gonna have triathlon in the Paralympics in my home country. Oh so, my goodness! And that was uh, that was what that was four years away. So I saw the opportunity of maybe getting a spot because I'm a. I was an, a good swimmer, and I could turn into an okay cyclist. And if I am to represent my country in the Paralympics, I, I would run from, from here to Brazil if I had to. <laughs> oh, I love so that. It, yeah, it just it started a whole, uh, instead of cruising through life, I just I put it on uh, third gear again and just started getting super busy. And that, that helped me with recovery and and uh, happiness in general, because I, I saw a lot of things and connected with a lot of people, and it's been a beautiful journey. So what happened when you, so you got a spot, and you competed in those uh, Paralympics? I actually, so that was really frustrating, because uh, on the year leading 
to the Paralympics, uh, it was 2015, the most important race of the year, the, the world finals in, was in Chicago that year. And I did, a, I did a mistake in the bike, which I never realized I did. Because mm -hmm. when you do a mistake, you get a penalty. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're supposed to see that penalty on the, on the penalty board box. Uh, and I was so focused on my race, on my bike, on my run. And I had never made a mistake before. So I didn't even look up and saw my number on the board. And when you don't pay your penalty, which means just stopping for 10 seconds, you get disqualified. Uh. And yeah, so I got disqualified on the most important race of the year. And with that, I missed uh, crucial points for the Paralympics. So come the year of the Paralympics, I'm, I'm racing like crazy trying to get those points. But just the level of competition is so high. I, I'm, I was just never able to, uh, to get in the start list. You know, I, they take 10 athletes and I was number 11. Oh. And so, yeah, I missed it by one spot. and. It was really tough. Was well, tough. so obviously that didn't feel good, but did that give you a new sense of determination for moving forward and focusing even more? Uh, I mean, how did that change you? It did. It gave, me, it gave me a sense of determination. And also, I really learned that it's about the journey. You know, the places I've been and I'm at, at that level. You know, I got really close. So it was, for me... It was more about the journey than the destination. And I say that now, but of course I would have loved to represent Brazil in Brazil in the Olympics. And it just never happened and never will. But the main thing is that I'm, I'm not giving up. You know, I'm, I'm going to try again. I love that. And yeah, that's what I do. I just don't give up. You keep trying. And hopefully next time around, I'll get uh, to Tokyo in 2020. And, wow. you know... Of course, I sometimes doubt myself because the level of racing that these guys are doing is so high. And I'm, I'm not getting any younger. And I, I have a baby in the way. So there's, there's a lot oh, of priority. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving it my all. But I know it's just I'm preparing myself not to be frustrated if it happens again because it's just uh, like, like last time it was like, four years of work and one tiny little mistake mm -hmm. that caused me to miss the Olympics. So well, when you I will think give about it my it, best. Yeah. When you think about it, Andre, I mean, there are so, so many times in the Olympics, somebody is, someone falls, someone gets cut off by a bike. I mean, there are so many things that can happen. And this is just one of them that, you know, when we, when you think back to these kinds of things that happen in our lives, we, we either, live in that pain or we move forward and say, I'm going to be better. I'm going to be stronger because of it. Right. Correct. Yeah. And it's exactly what I'm doing. It's awesome. I'm giving my all. And, yeah. So you just um, competed in an event in Japan. Correct. Yeah. It was so a world uh, paraclathlon series. Yeah. So what did that do for you? I think, aren't you maybe, I, you placed, I believe seventh. Uh, right. Yeah. And, uh, I knew I was not going to have my best race because going into that event, I was missing a key part on my bike. Mm -hmm. That is, uh, uh, so for my cycling, I, I don't use a leg. The above the knee guys, uh, they're not using a prosthetic leg anymore. They use a holster 
that is attached to the frame of the bike. Ah. And yeah, so you just, you put your stump on that holster and you push off of that to get more energy that goes into your able leg. And on my new bike, I just, I didn't have this new uh, holster. I, I had one that was broken and I could not use that. And that was a big disadvantage for me. Mm-hmm. So any chance I had of doing well, there were six guys, six Paralympians in that start list. So there's no messing around there. These guys, they don't make mistakes usually. And I knew it was not going to be my best, but still, it, that was one of the most important races of the year. And I needed those points. So I went there and did my best and collected those points. That's awesome. So you have the goal of 2020. 2020, yes. So what do you do for your training now, Andre? I have a coach, Matt Tag now. He's my coach. He writes my schedule. And it's bit, I'm very blessed that I'm getting a scholarship from Brazil, from the government. That's wonderful. So, yeah, and I, I can devote a lot of time for training. And it's, all, it's a build-up. You know, there's times where you're going to do more uh, hours training. And there's times where... You're going to do like more speed work and less hours. And so it just evolves around that. All, all my schedule and my sleep and my meals and all that is around training. But of course, you got to find time, a quality time for, for wife and for my dog. And there's always that, you know, there's priorities. Yes, that's so important. But, but and, that, and that probably keeps your spirits up being with those that you care for. Of course. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's a busy life, but. Life in America is always busy and, you know, I, I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. It's so great. So it's so interesting. You have such a great attitude. And even when we all have stumbling blocks along the way, there are lessons that we learn that give us even more resilience and more determination. It's kind of like tragedy to triumph in, in your life. And what advice do you have for people that are trying to achieve a big, big reach in their lives and maybe have challenges or maybe have stumbled just because you've gone through it in several different ways. What would be your advice, Andre, for listeners that really want to go for that big reach and have stumbled along the way? Well, I I think it's not always about luck. Sometimes it just happens that you get lucky, but uh, I think you got to do your homework, you know, go after what is that you want to achieve and as cliche as it sounds, you just, you can't give up. If you trust that you're going to get there, you got to put in the work and don't give up because, you know, it may not be this time, but maybe next time around you'll get there. And, you know, sometimes you can't, you don't always get what you want, but you may get close to that. So power through and don't give up. That's, well, that's, that's what I would say. I love that. And that's one of the key messages in a Masogi. And when I did my TEDx talk, I talked about this, is that even if you don't fully achieve that huge reach, you still get that transformative sense of, I can do anything. And look what you're going after. I mean, do you ever feel like, wow, you're like, like you said, you're just so blessed to be here and to have the opportunity to pursue. Don't you almost feel like you can just achieve anything? Oh, for sure. If you put your mind out to to do whatever it is that you want, for you get there. And just like I said, that if you don't really get there just by trying, you're gonna be a better person and or better than you have ever been. And I think that's the main thing. It's the journey and not the destination. 
definitely. Well, Andre, thank you so much. I wish you all the luck in the world for the 2020 games. I'm going to be following you and rooting for you and giving you big high fives when I see you in town. And I just thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, for sure. Thanks for having me. That was a great opportunity. I also love seeing you around. Hopefully uh, we'll do this again and have better news about Tokyo in a couple of years. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited for that. So thank you, Andre. And for all our listeners, thank you so much for being here on the Masogi Method. And we'll see you next time. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. 30% of Americans who are planning home improvements of $5,000 or more will pay for those renovations with a high-interest credit card. That may not be a great idea. A better idea may be to take cash out of your home with a Quicken Loans 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.125%, APR 4.22%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate subject to change. 8.88% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 33. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's largest mortgage lender. I've got great news. Mortgage interest rates have dropped. So if you're thinking about buying a home, right now is the time to lock that low rate, even before you find the home of your dreams. With our exclusive Rate Shield approval, the low rate you lock today is protected for up to 90 days while you shop for your new home. With a Rate Shield approval, if rates go up, your low rate stays locked. But if rates go down, you get that new, even lower rate. Either way, you win. Talk to us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com to take advantage. Here's another great reason to work with us. For a record nine years in a row, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. Again, to lock in today's low mortgage interest rate and get the security of our exclusive rate shield approval, call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. For J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com. Rate shield approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030.